turn the Scriptures to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And we will be reading the whole chapter, verses 1 through 30. Philippians chapter 2. And uh, in God's providence, God has given us this chapter. It talks about the humiliation of Christ, much like we heard this morning. And as we'll hear about His incarnation this evening. And so we're thankful for the God of providence who gives us His Word at the right time. And it fits so well. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1, these are God's words. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, and at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. But ye know the proof of Him, that as a son with the Father... He has served with me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also may sh- shall that I also myself shall come shortly. Yet I suppose it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, 
and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that he had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him. And not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more carefully, that when ye see him again, ye may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such in reputation. Because for the work of Christ he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life, to supply your lack of service toward me. Those are God's words. And here we are encouraged to turn to the example of Christ to be like-minded and humble through verse 11, being united together as the church and one as one people. And so he says, let not, verse 4, let not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others, to esteem others better than themselves, to consider others. And so for the unity and the communion and the fellowship of God's people together. And in that, following Christ and with humility. And we see His humiliation and His incarnation described here in suffering for our sakes. And then therefore... We are to follow Him and to work out our salvation. What does that look like? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Pursuing true Christian piety and obedience unto Christ by the Spirit. And verses 12 and 13. And then through verse 18, it continues teaching us what it means to be following Christ, to be blameless, without grumbling, shining as lights in the darkness. Holding forth what? God's Word. God's Word of life being on our tongues as we serve the Lord in His kingdom. And then the rest of the chapter, uh, His plan to send two ministers to them to build them up in the faith, Timotheus or Timothy and Epaphroditus, which seems uh, maybe have uh, took this letter to him. And so here... Uh, The Lord calls us to follow after Christ by humbling ourselves in service to Him. And that does not keep us from, but it keeps us encouraged to pursue holiness in Christ by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give You praise for Your Son, Jesus Christ, who we long to study more of and hear more about it, which we will this evening, concerning His incarnation, His humiliation, which works itself unto, by Your grace, our exaltation as You turn us from our sins and faith to Christ Your Son and His sufferings and death on the cross. And pray that You would work that in all of our hearts. And Father, we pray that You would make us to be a holy people, a blameless people, a righteous people, a people who love Your Word, a people who love You and love Your Son and love the Holy Spirit who works in our hearts and encourages us to faith and faithfulness in Christ Your Son by Your grace and Your Word. 
And so, Father, do Your great work in us and sanctify Your people. Father, we do pray for the mothers in the congregation who are with child in the womb. We pray that You would strengthen each one of them in body. As well, Father, strengthen the children in the womb and cause them to be born and healthy. And above all things, Father, we ask for the for, for Your glory, for Your name's sake. We pray that You would save their souls. Save the souls of each mother as well as each child, if that would be Your will. And so save Your people, even for our sakes. We pray just as Paul was talking about Epaphroditus here and how he was healed and how that works even unto his encouragement and not unto sorrow. We pray that You would do the same amongst us and grow Your kingdom and uh, the children, that they would be born and that they would be saved. And the mothers too, who are saved through childbearing. And so sanctify them, Father. Uh, And the fathers too. And Father, we pray that You would grow us in faith, grow us in our doctrine and our knowledge, and, and grant us wisdom. And this evening, as we study the one divine person of the Son, the second person of the Trinity, both in His divine and human natures. We pray that You would grant us greater knowledge of who You are and who Your Son is and how necessary it was for Him to not be merely human and not be merely God, divine, but the God-man, even for our sakes so that He could rightly, with perfection, and as human, just like us, die on our, uh, on our behalf, in our place, and yet taking on not just uh, the form of a servant, but a man, humbling Himself to the point of death, even death on a cross, and receiving all the wrath that all those who will believe upon You and have believed upon You for all their sins, for all the sins of all the elect in all times, past, present, and future, He receives the condemnation for each one. And that could only be done by one who is divine, and yet in his human nature. And so, Father, we pray that you would teach us your ways this evening. Pray also for the church, our presbytery, and the church is in the presbytery as we have a presbytery meeting in a few weeks. We ask that you would grant the elders, even now, wisdom as they prepare. To fear God and not to fear you and not man, to do what is right and just according to your word, and not according to the ways of the world, and not to determine what is nice or what might 
seem right in the eyes of men, but only what is right in your sight. I pray that you would grant that wisdom, even now to these elders who will meet. And bless those who come, who are being examined for ordination, that you would uphold them and grant them greater understanding, but that they would speak only that which they believe, not just what they know. That we would have the better discernment of whether they are called to be ministers of the gospel or not. And that they would not deceive any, as so many have deceived the elders of your church by telling what they elders want to hear instead of what they those men truly believe. And so grant us grant them honesty and truth. And Father, we pray that you would as well uh, provide for ministers in San Antonio and Houston, as well as bring about those ministers who have been, or those men who have been called or elected to be pastors in Colorado Springs and Washington, Iowa. Bring that about for them and for those congregations. We pray for our nation. Turn this nation from its wickedness, all the judgments that are deserved. We pray that You would withhold uh, those judgments for the few righteous who remain because inevitably we come under those judgments as well. We have the effects or receive the consequences of those or effects of those judgments. And so, according to Your will, Father, we ask that You would grant uh, deliverance from such judgments to Your people. Bring about the judgments that are necessary. And uh, we will submit to Your will. Make us, by Your grace, by Your Spirit, to submit. To look to Christ, Your Son, to be strengthened in the midst of uh, struggle in our families, in our work, and in uh, normal life, normal everyday life. We ask that You would make us to be People who see all the more need every day as more and more judgments come, see all the more need to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that the only thing that will save sinners from your judgments. And so grant us the word to proclaim, to testify of, to bear witness to this world. And that all the elect would be believe on Christ your Son, for their salvation. We ask that you would help us as a congregation to turn unto you from our sins. Even this week as we examine ourselves, cause us to be examining ourselves rightly and honestly and meditate upon the good news of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. That we would be all the more prepared And by Your grace, grow and be strengthened in faith as we come to worship You next Lord's Day. Father, now we pray that Your your name would be exalted, that Christ the King, that He would have every knee bow before Him, even us and all nations. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.